TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Football Friday here in the Two Guys in a Mic show and four big games to look forward to. It'll be football intensive today for the next 57 minutes and 28 seconds. We're down to an exact count on this show. Very specific. Everything we do is tightly scripted. Be in the big door, just read the script. That's what we do here on the TalkZone.com. Two Guys in a Mic show. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Friday. We're emanating out of the fine city of Chicago. Not sure what emanating is, David, but uh, is that correct? I know I am known for, uh, on occasion, on sometimes slightly more than a rare occasion, using the incorrect terminology of the English language, would emanating be the correct usage there? It would be, but more appropriately, it would be uh, originating. Would be a better term, but emanating works. You know, a year and two months working with you, and it's starting to get tiring already. You didn't have to get quite that specific. And I think people could tell where we're coming from, judging by your colorful poncho. Yeah, thank you very much. I thought I would mention that. I brought this in the uh, during my two-week suspension slash vacation. Uh, did somehow, somehow make it south of the border down in beautiful. I think this one, we were in Cosimo and Costa Maya. I think this one was, was Costa Maya. You know, one of the, uh, the fine uh, tourist uh, little villages that they've got set up there, strictly for the fine American tourists that visit there. And, uh, yeah, the Chicago Bears poncho. Stand up, take a look at that here. Got the embroidered logo on there, hands sewn. Had to got, talk the guy down. I think it started out like 75 80 bucks. Got it down to 40 Not a bad deal, but in honor of my beloved Chicago Bears today, wearing the uh, Chicago Bear poncho. And trust me, Sunday at 4 o'clock, Sunday at 4 o'clock, I will have this poncho on Rooting on my Chicago Bears against the neon green of the Seahawks. Just rewind there for a second. It started out where, and you talked them down to what? About seventy-five, eighty dollars. I think seventy-five I or eighty dollars. Yes. All right. <laughs> I did specify saying it was one of the Costa Mayan tourist little villages for the American tourists. So you know everything's jacked up a little bit. Either that or Pat Quinn, our governor of the state of Illinois, was running the village. I'm not sure. Might have been one of the two, but uh, we got it done. 35 40 bucks. Not bad for this. Yeah, 35 I can see. Yeah, a little bear poncho, hand sewn. If you want to come in and feel it, you can. I'll pass. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. The phone number. Notice how I said, by the way, Sunday at 4 o'clock. A lot of Chicago Bear fans out there, Seattle Seahawks fans scrambling around looking at their TV guy. Thought the game was at 12 o'clock. Or out in Seattle, 10 o'clock in the morning in Seattle. That's beautiful, isn't it? Ooh, no. It's not. Let's welcome in my good partner, the voice on the other side of the telecommunicative phone lines, Mr. Joel Radwanski. Now, 10 o'clock is not beautiful. Who wants NFL football at 10 o'clock on a Sunday? Uh, quite honestly, Coach, I do. I mean, I, I got stuff to do late in the afternoon. I would be more than happy to wake up, watch NFL uh, countdown, you know, start watching it at about 9.30, fast forward through all the promos, and mm-hmm. then watch NFL football at, at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's why my dad moved to Hawaii. 
when he was, you know, my dad moved to Hawaii and and, and had a uh, hot dog cart. Okay. So the most important thing to my dad was watching Cub baseball and Northwestern football. Uh-huh. So this is no joke. It, the 120 games in Hawaii yeah. start at 8 o'clock in the morning okay. out in Hawaii. Yeah. So he would wake up, watch the Cubs lose. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. He would go sell hot dogs for four hours, come back, and then it would be like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and he'd watch the White Sox. <laughs> no joke. I'm, I'm not kidding. No, that's Joe. That's that's moving. the reason he moved. To, honey, we're in Chicago. You know what? Look, we got to move to Hawaii so I can watch the Cubs games at eight in the morning and then go to work. It's no joke. And like the eleven o'clock uh, Northwestern games would start uh-huh. at seven o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. My dad would wake up at Saturday. He said, "I had party all night. You know, sleep for a couple hours and then watch Northwestern football at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> out in Hawaii." I'm not kidding. So was it the weather? Was it the fact that he can go surfing? Was it the fact that, you know, he didn't have to wear socks nose so he can watch uh, his sporting events at 8 o'clock in the morning? Would have loved to have been in on that family discussion. And uh, was your mom and or you part of that particular discussion? Well, unfortunately, uh, I was not smart enough to go out there and visit my dad, even though he asked me about once a week. He called me up, get out here, get out here, get out here. And then he passed away. And and unfortunately for my dad, my mom didn't want to have anything to do with him at this point. So you know, ah, it was, uh, okay. So this this was not in your formative years. This was in your his his later years, and you had already been formulated. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had been formulated for a long time, and then I think he knew something was wrong. He comes back to Chicago, uh, and you know, a couple months later, he has cancer and he's gone. And yes. just like a typical Redwanski person, mm-hmm. he dies at the age of fifty-seven, like yeah. all of us have. Yeah, so. that's that. We 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 we've discussed that before. That's one of the most freakish things that I have come across. Almost as scary as somebody moving out to Hawaii so they can watch Cubs games and Northwestern games early in the morning. But uh, see, some tells me when I'm fifty-six, I want to get like a gorgeous eighteen-year-old girl to marry me. Yes, you know, then because she, she knows she only has to deal with me for like a year, yeah. and then. Then I'll pass away and still yeah, have everything. Very odd. For those uh, new to the show here, the family tree for the Radwanskis, the male side of the family tree, uncles and uh, brothers and fathers and grandfathers, the age of 57, amazingly seems to be sadly, sadly way too early of an age. Right now, though, Big Dog, based on your current life, you gotta you got to work to get to age 56, first of all. I'm not, I'm not convinced <laughs> you're even going to get within a year's shouting distance the way you're going. Coach, I'm pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, besides the fact I do have a little bit of fun every once in a while, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a pretty healthy coach. The funeral I was at, by the way, for the guy that you would have loved, uh, Glenview Tim, I talked about him a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, fun-loving guy, passionate guy, laughed. It, you could... Was it was it a fun funeral, by the way? Because I love when no. you put fun in funeral. Nah, it was, well, great speech by his father-in-law, who was the professor, who was a college professor. Uh, he gave a great Speech, but no, no, it wasn't fun. It was just sad because the guy was 47 years old. But one thing the father-in-law said in his wonderful, wonderful speech was, um, we are not, and this was Tim's philosophy, Glenview's Tim, we are not here to live a long time. We are here to live a good time. That's it. I like that. Yeah. I absolutely like that. I, I thought of you when he said that. <laughs> well, I do appreciate yeah. that, Coach. Yes, so. David. I got a little tidbit from oh. my family that it's like not quite well, it I don't know if you'd call the 57 thing good, but it's another kind of odd coincidence with my family. Um, let's see if these dates ring a bell to you. Okay, my uh, father's birthday is April 4th. Ding! That is when uh, uh, Martin Luther King was executed in 1968. Correct. I was going to guess the invasion of Normandy. My mom's birthday is December 8th. 
December, December 8th. 8th is when uh, that's when the United States declared war on Japan after Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's also the day John Lennon was killed. I was going to oh. guess. I was going to guess uh, Lyndon Johnson passing the Civil Rights Bill. My sister's birthday is March fifteenth. March fifteenth. Ah, the catch by Dwight Clark for the Forty Niners. Uh, no, that that was that was January second, <laughs> coach. That's the Ides of March when Julius Caesar was assassinated. Uh, well, at Brute. Then Caesar shall die. Yes, I should have known that, especially considering the band Chicago is the one who made that song. Hey, don't feel bad, Chicago. Big Dog. I, I was guessing that was the NFC Championship game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you March. You, strike <laughs> and my birthday is Uh-oh. May 15th, Uh-oh. which the is the March? day uh, uh, George Wallace was shot. Oh, boy. So... Did George Wallace die though? He did. He didn't die. So that, but 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 it was an assassination attempt. So interesting. It's okay. All right. So, okay. so anybody who wants to uh, join in on our lottery, and it's going to uh, continue from now until a month from now. On what day David Olson will pass away? You might want to look at famous assassinations first to figure out the likely time you would die. Is that what you're saying? Well, exactly. It's just a, a kind of an odd coincidence okay. that all these famous assassinations just happen. Yeah, you'll have you'll birthdays. have a kid one day and be like, "Oh, it was Cermak who died on mine. That's horrible. I didn't even get a good one." You know, you know, you know, Lennon yeah. or Martin Luther King. That's some, that's that's a good one. Knowing my luck, it'll be Casimir Pulaski. We still have a holiday here for the city of Chicago, and 98% of the school kids who get out of school that day, they don't know who Casimir Pulaski is, big dog. But we got a holiday for him here in Chicago. If we're going to celebrate a Polish guy, yeah. Uh, first of all, it should either be me, yeah, just because I would because I would like to do it. And why not Copernicus? I would put General Casimir. Pal- I would put Copernicus first, without question. Radwanski second. I put you number two, and I put Casimir Pulaski the fine general third. If I had to pick an order, uh, and and to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't mind having and then Joe Montana, Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Those are the two greatest Polish quarterbacks in the yep. history of the league. So. Yep. But I still got to rank them behind General Kazimierz Pulaski. You and they Copernicus, you, it almost goes to a tiebreaker, but uh, I got to give Copernicus the slight edge if we're going to have a, a Polish national holiday. I mean, if he wasn't the one who said we're heliocentric, we're probably still writing with Quill Pens right now. Copernicus said that? Yeah, he was the one that he wow. came up with the fact that the Earth was not the center of the universe. Oh, I thought he was saying something. I thought he was making like a social statement on people's sexuality. No, he didn't do anything like that, Coach. Okay. Homie or who? Heliocentric. God bless you. We have a scientist coming on later, Coach, <laughs> so she'll have to describe all that. What? We have a guest on today's show? Yeah, believe it or I mean, not, let I'm let a big fan of the guest, too. We don't, stop it. We don't have a, a guest very often on this particular show, so I'm very excited. I'm checking my notes here, given to me by producer extraordinaire David Olson. And, in fact, we do have a fine guest who has a football ticket to give away. She's got a connection to the American Cancer Society, so we'll talk to her coming up in a little bit. We could talk to you, the fans out there, or better yet, you could talk to us. Dial it up, 888-463-6748 if you are of Polish descent, or even if you aren't. You think Joel Radmanski, my good partner, should be ranked ahead of Copernicus? In the national holidays for Polish people, you know, give us a call. Put a vote in for Radwanski. We can make a, even though Copernicus has a slight edge right now, I think our fans might be able to tip the scale, Joel, in your way. 888-463-6748, or God forbid you want to talk some football with us, we can do that too. And don't forget, it is also a football Friday, so you can make uh, your football predictions on air this particular weekend. How would you do that, big dog, in our game? Beat the schmoes. Any first-time callers, uh, give us a quick 
quick uh, epilogue of Beat the Schmoes. Uh, are we doing all four games this week, Coach, or is it just uh, just the three that you want to do? Last week we went option. Yeah. I think this week, should we make it mandatory, all four? All four games. There's okay. only four. You might as well have something to root for in all four games. What you do is you pick the four games versus the spread being played this weekend in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and if you're better than Coach, than me, than our man that's uh, the pain on the other side of the window, David <laughs> Olsen, then uh, you get into the drawing for winning 100 bucks, and there's only yep. a few people that are actually in that drawing right now, Coach. It's true. And most Nobody. of them are direct family members or descendants of uh, employees here at the TalkZone.com, so they're not even eligible, Big Dog. So that, that 100 hours is right out there for you. So basically, they could, if you call up this number, you have a good chance of winning a hundred dollars. Eight, eight. Well, you got to beat the schmoes first. Other shows play beat the pros. We are yeah. the talkzone.com. Beat the schmoes. But eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Dial it up. You can email us at mike two guys aol dot com. Make your picks that way too. M I C and the number two. Mike two guys aol dot com. Big dog. I'm wearing a brand new Chicago Bears poncho today. You would love this thing. I, I was going to buy one for you. Well, well, not if they're eighty bucks. When you said something about Poncho, yep. I thought you meant you were you were paying a guy named Poncho to come clean your yard or something I, like that. I tried that first. Uh, the actual Poncho you wear is much cheaper than Poncho the gardener. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you heard that or not, but uh, this is. I'm, I'm gonna next time I see you, I'm gonna let you borrow this for a couple of weeks. I think you and uh, you might be able to impress some of the United Nations at your house with this thing. You know what? I, I'd, I'd hate to say this, Coach, but I think when I was eight years old going to Catholic school, I had more ties, suits, mm-hmm. and dress shirts than I do as a 38-year-old man. All Ouch. I have now is like University of Illinois sweatshirts, mm-hmm. pajamas, socks, shoes, hats, bear stuff, cub stuff. And if, you know, I look at my uh, my closet, I think it looks more like a 10-year-old boy than it did when I was a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> I'm not I... kidding you. It just cracks me up. Now, I do have a couple suits. I just... I choose not to wear them. What, what, I, I went to a, uh, I went to a, a funeral the other day, and it was like mm-hmm. my mom's like, "Oh, the last time you wore that was so and so's funeral." I was like, "Hey, how'd you know?" So, <laughs> I do have a Xavier Musketeers tie that I could lend you that my brother-in-law gave me, and I've never worn. No, no, that I want seriously. Okay. It, it, it has nothing to do with like Xavier. I just like XU. I mean, it doesn't say XU on it. Uh, I think there is a logo, a little very subtle. On the bottom of the tie, yes, XU. Okay, that, I mean, I want that hat. I either want that or the Fordham hat, FU. Either one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Farley Dickinson. That might even get worse. <laughs> oh, goodness. Big dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Football Friday, big dog, NFL football games. It seems like just yesterday we were given our NFL preview show. Here we are. 18, 19 weeks later, it's time for the uh, final eight teams. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I'm jacked up. I'm psyched up. By the way, I did say Bears Sunday at 4 o'clock. I am um, referee on Sunday. Do you need some help with that, Coach? Might, but you want to watch the Bears game, don't you? No, I would I would rather make 100 bucks and watch the Bears. Well, unfortunately, the, the refereeing of Special Olympics uh, comes with the big capital V as in volunteer. Oh, I actually, well, yeah, okay. If, yeah. if it was getting paid. Now, I don't yeah. mind doing that, So, right. uh, but this Saturday or Sunday, I do, don't want to volunteer for anything. Yeah. So the key is, and I've already put the dictum out to the guy who assigned the referees run of the event. I said, I don't mind doing it, but keep people away from it. I don't want anybody talking to me. I don't want anybody mentioning the Bears game. My odds of getting out of there without finding out the score, probably 30-70 against, but I'm fighting for the 30%. I'll be watching Sunday at 4.
Now, what's your chance that you actually run one of the special kids? Like they 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 don't like one of the calls, and you actually run them. Um, it's possible. Slap a couple tees on. Usually, the coaches. There are some athletes that uh, self control sometimes can be a problem in Special Olympics games. The games get all excited. The fans are cheering. There are some players that have that. Most of the coaches are pretty good about um, knowing which kids can lose the self control. So, I haven't run any coaches yet. Okay. But if you want, in honor of you, I can throw someone out. Oh, that would be excellent. Anybody okay. talks any smack to you, one of those kids, do just run them. They yeah. won't even, you know, at least I can <laughs> probably say, hey, I didn't score any points, but I got thrown out of a of a game. <laughs> okay, so not a coach, but you want me to throw out one of the Special Olympic athletes. One of the Special Olympics kids uh, got to get run. Boy, yes, our feel-good show today. Very good. All right, I'll see if I can do that for you, but uh, let's take it one by one, big dog. And I know here in Chicago, Bear fans, you want to check in, talk some Bear football against Seattle. Uh, 888-463-6748, but let's dial it down a bit and go back to a Saturday at 3.30 before we jump ahead to Sunday, and let's talk the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you, in particular, looking forward to this blue-collar clash. Oh, blue-collar clash is the best way to, to put it. I, I love these teams. They really, really play to win. They're not conservative. They do whatever it takes on offense to try to get a W, but then again, they're they're a punching your mouth fundamentally sound team. Both of them, both of them. So I, I'm really excited about this game. And are you getting my pick right now, Coach? Is that what you want? Um, we do have a guest coming on, so maybe we should do the picks right now. Okay. Should we do it? Oh, right, it's up to you, or do you want to wait? Well, I, I'll, I'll throw my picks out there right now. Producer so. extraordinaire David Olson saying we should uh, tease it a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna we're gonna hang. So don't don't divulge your pick just yet. But. Uh, Defensive battle for those that want to tune in the last 10 minutes of the game. Will it be worth watching the fourth quarter? Absolutely. I, I don't think there's any chance that this becomes a runaway. I, I really don't. They, out of all the games this weekend, this is the one that has the best chance of coming down to the wire for the simple fact that the last nine meetings between these teams, Coach, the last nine have been decided by three points or less, or maybe four points or less, wow. either or. It's, if it's four points or less, that, that really doesn't make that much of a difference. I mean, this game is going to come down to the wire. Um, and I do know that of the last seven meetings, they've scored exactly the same amount of points against each other, and the difference in yards is like 20. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as close as it is, the Pittsburgh Steelers have come out on top six consecutive times? No, 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 not at all, because uh, no? this year both teams won one game. Uh, as a matter of fact, out of the last nine times, uh, the Steelers have won five of the last four. I mean, five, they're five and four of the last nine. Maybe and this year, they both won one game by three points. So they played exactly, like the score is perfectly even mm-hmm. this year when they played each other. I thought times. I had read, you know, what are we, maybe it's playoffs I'm talking about. Roethlisberger and the Steelers have won six straight versus the Ravens. Are they talking playoffs? I, I don't know what you read, Coach, because that, that's wrong. Steelers' seven-year veteran has been wrong. equal parts quarterback, magician, and tormentor to the Ravens while winning his last six starts. So maybe it's Roethlisberger who's won his last six games against the Ravens. Maybe he was injured a couple. You know, maybe that, that is what it is because he has been hurt the last couple of years and missed mm-hmm. games. So maybe All those right. are the games that Ravens, okay. the Ravens have won because right. the Ravens did beat them early in the season, Coach, and – that was when either Charlie Badge, Dennis yep. Dixon, or one of those guys were actually at under center. So they, Big that, ben was, uh, that was when he was serving a suspension for, uh, how do we call it, an illegal display? Yeah, the, another reason why I want the, yep. the Ravens to win. Come yep. on, you're a grown man. Stay away from college-age girls and don't force yourself happen. on anybody. You're a freaky. You've it won can, the Super Bowl twice. Can happen to anybody. That, that, that should be your <laughs> opening line. Hey, I won two Super Bowls. Oh! 
I mean, seriously, uh-huh. that's all you need to do. Yep. Yeah, no question about it. No question. Inexcusable Big Ben uh, Saturday or, yeah, Saturday at 3.30, uh, fourth quarter. Big Dog, I'm going to picture you putting your game on pause, going over to the icebox and making yourself a nice, big, juicy Roethlisberger and maybe watching the Ravens beat Pittsburgh down the stretch. Uh, quite possibly. We'll have to get that pick later, Coach. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be drinking a pink daiquiri, <laughs> having a soy burger. A Roethlisberger. God bless you. What about his compatriot, Joe Flacco? Looked very, very good in playoff game number one. Can he do it two games in a row? It looks like the young kid is developing before our eyes. Uh, Coach, I want to tell you something here, and you're just going to shake your head. You're going to think I'm lying to you. But Joe Flacco right now is tied with three other quarterbacks for the most career playoff road victories in the history of the NFL. And this is only his third year in the NFL. Yes. Wow. And he's tied with, uh, oh, I forget the, the fourth guy. I, I, I'll think of it, but it really isn't all that impressive. Mm-hmm. But it's somebody else, Flacco, Len Dawson, and Roger Staubach. That's pretty good company, considering mm-hmm. it's his third year. He can set the record in his third season and break a, a Len Dawson, mm-hmm. Roger Staubach record and do something that Bart Starr and Brady and Manning and Favre and mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw and, Elway never did. Wow. Solid background information. Big Dog doing his research. I was not aware of that particular fact. Joe Flacco. Possibly a chance to tie a couple of uh, Hall of Famers. That'd be pretty impressive. No, no, not tie. Break the record. Break the record. Yeah. Road victories in the play. By the way, speaking of playing on the road, week one anyways, all the big deal about playing at home. Let's work all season so we can get that home field advantage. Correct me if I'm wrong. Week one of the NFL playoffs, three of the four home teams down. Right? Uh, well, let me see. The, the Packers won. Uh, on the road. The Jets won. Jets were... The Jets were on the road. Okay. And, and New uh, Orleans well, got beat. Or no, New Orleans. Yeah, the, 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 well, the Seattle, Seattle was the were home team, home. yeah. The Seahawks were at home and mm-hmm. uh, and, the, the and the Baltimore Ravens, were they home or away? I think they were away. They were on the road, yeah. They yeah. were on the road. Yeah, so... The Ravens are known to win on the road. That's like their... That's their their uh, calling card the mm-hmm. last couple of years is winning mm-hmm. on the road in the playoffs. I've always argued, be it NHL, NBA, uh, Major League, any of the four professional sports, not that it's insignificant, but I do think the whole let's play the season so that we can get the home field advantage. I think that's overrated. Come playoff time, you know, a hockey team wins the, the first game on the road, and boom, the seven-game series, so much for the home court advantage. Now, in hockey, I agree with you, but uh, in football, I really do think it matters, Coach, and, I, and uh, that's there's a reason why that the record for quarterbacks road victories in the playoffs is four. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't happen very often. So uh, football, it does matter, Coach. It's extremely unique to have that happen as it did last week. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. disagree with you when it comes to football. All right. And three out of four, that probably has never happened before. Ah, well, we'll in a see. weekend. We'll see what uh, plays out this week. I didn't say insignificant. I just said overrated. Overrated. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, home fields, the Bears, of course, have it. Our <coughs> weather predictions. Uh, we got a new weather guy here at the show, Big Dog. Um, Walt Breeze is his name, and we've nicknamed him Windy. Oh, he replaces uh, former Cub great Chuck Rainey. <laughs> yes, Chuck Rainey could be his assistant, but Walt Windy Breeze is our new weather guy. He's telling us 14 degrees. It will be sunny, just light breeze, so um, cold. But certainly not brutal conditions for the Bears, Seattle, according to our guy, Windy Breeze. Okay, well, uh, now is he related <laughs> to Drew Breeze? 
<laughs> uh, no, but thank you for asking. Okay, just wondered. He spells his last name B-R-E-E-Z-E. Want to welcome Walt to our somewhat dysfunctional program here. Now, uh, Donna Summers, I heard she needs a job. <laughs> you remember Mark Carmen, our assistant producer, who also uh, we paid him a little bit as our weather guy, too. His basic weather report was stick your hand out the damn – if you're driving out there, stick your hand out the damn window and find out what the weather is. That's that's what the weather is. That's not bad. That's, yeah. that's uh, very unique. Yeah, you know? well, you know what? We found out he was about 88% as accurate as the professional weathercasters on TV and radio. When you're doing 70 miles an hour in a car that tends to, like, mess up the actual prediction. Yeah, you still stick out your hand out the window. It's, you know, yeah, it's a little more breezy than usual. But anyhow, the uh, road conditions won't be too bad for the indoor-oriented Seattle Seahawk. I'm assuming maybe uh, you would have hoped for a little bit more snow, a little bit more wind, a little bit more uh, below zero temperatures. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind the cold. I definitely don't want it to be uh, rainy or snowy or anything like that come uh Come Sunday. And, uh, by the way, they're not indoors anymore. Questfield is outdoors, Coach. Seattle. Seattle. Questfield, I assure you, is an outdoor stadium. When do they move out of the kingdom? Um, (laughs) When they blew the kingdom up about eight years ago, Coach. I just had to say that. Okay. (laughs) Just just throwing it out there. Now, I really want a fast track because uh, uh, the, the nicer the surface is for uh, for the pass rushers, the better chance that the Bears have because the Bears have – the most athletic defense in all the NFL still remaining. Mm-hmm. So. And that's something that's come to light, I think, this year more than any other year. And we'll talk about the Bears' field surface in a second, because not only do we have a new weather guy, we have a new uh, field turf guy, too, Big Dog, who's going to give us a report on the field turf. But uh, the average fan thinking that when, when the field's not in great shape, it's going to affect the offense, the fast running backs, the speed receivers, the quarterback. And we found out, and it's so very, very true, it affects the defense more, in particular the pass rush and the Bears. That's one of the strengths of their game. Yeah, I've always said that. When everyone's like, oh, you know, like if it's a if it's a passing team, oh, you want it to snow. No, you don't. As long as your receivers are tough enough to catch a ball when it's cold, I, I, I would, if, as a guy who played both ways, I would much rather, I liked it more on offense when it was snowy out as opposed to rushing the quarterback when it was snowy out. Mm-hmm. So, All right. It's, it's, it's true. Now, according to our guy, uh, Jared Toe, who is our new um, field conditions guy, we sent Jared. I don't know if you've been down to Soldier Field and check on the turf, but as you know, by the way, Jared's nickname is Turf. So it's uh, last Jared. Time, the last time I was on the field at Soldier Field, yep. so I actually on the field, Jerry Garcia was playing for the Grateful Dead. And I was definitely combing the ground to try to find things. <laughs> How were the field conditions then about 20 years ago? Well, it was really good. I mean, I was I was I looked like Tommy Harris looking well, for my contacts. Well, <laughs> what was in better condition? You or the field? Uh, I was one with it. This is the best way for me to tell you, Coach. <laughs> uh, you were grazing, huh? <laughs> uh, but according to uh, our guy Jared uh, Turf Toe, the uh, field conditions not great, and you know it's been pretty much become a national story now, the the, uh, field turf at at Chicago Soldier Field. So even if the weather conditions are that bad, Big Dog, any gander, any guess on how bad the field conditions will be at Soldier Field? Uh, I I think it should be a little better than normal because they haven't had a a, a football game there for at least least a month, Mm -hmm. isn't it? I mean, it was because the Bears played the last two weeks on the road and they had a bye last week. So it's been about four weeks since they've actually had somebody playing on it. So even though this... You know, it, it's, it's grass doesn't, uh, you know, 
heal itself as well in the winter as it will in the spring and summer, uh-huh. it still should be in pretty good shape. Though. All right. I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe there was a farm animal convention uh, about two weeks ago. So there still might be some remnants from the sheep and the goat. Oh, they got to reopen that amphitheater, Coach. Why are they having that at Soldier Field again? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Big dog, when we come back, we don't get guests very often on the show. We call them up, but very few actually want to come on and talk with us. But uh, shockingly, shockingly, we do have a guest that's going to be joining us. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk to a fine young lady coming up, some football action as well. And then we got to make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. we got to get moving. Show's only one hour long, and we are uh, about halfway through it. Stick with us, folks. Quick break. Back in a minute, two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888-GO-FOR-IT once again here's the coach John Cohn and the big dog Joel Radwanski on TalkZone.com and welcome back TalkZone.com quality tuners there during the break David Olson feel free to play that particular song again it's a football Friday here on the two guys and a mic Joe TalkZone.com we'll make our beat the schmoes football Productions in just a second, but right now I want to welcome in a special guest joining us to talk some football. I think we've got a ticket to give away, and more importantly, a great cause to contribute to. Let's welcome in Janet, fan to the show. Janet, how are you? Oh, good. How are you this morning? We are doing outstanding, especially on Football Fridays. It's our favorite Fridays when we can talk some uh, football. But uh, Janet, now first of all, for the Chicago fans, we got to go up front. You are from Seattle and a dedicated Seahawk fan, correct? Oh, yes, definitely. I have my Seahawks Lofa Tatupu jersey hung up on my cube all week, getting crap from the Bears fans, but it's okay. The big dog is already pitching where the O and the U and Tatupu stand on Janet. (laughs) I think I figured it out already, Coach, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) No, I have to admit something, Janet. A lot of Bears fans have been bashing the Bears all season. So all you have to do is when when one of these people talks smack to you, you just have to say back to them, Hey, who was the coach before Lovey Smith? And when they don't know it, they'll just put their tail between their legs and leave you alone at the cubicle. That's a good point. There that, we go. I remember, Big Dog, that, that was your theory on the Chicago White Sox, right? All the White Sox fans? Yeah, well, I've been a little upset at the Bears fans about how much bashing they've given this team all year because I, I, I've seen them being good all mm-hmm. season. So I, I, well, it kind of frustrates me when I hear all these people all of a sudden on the Bears bandwagon lately. Mm-hmm. No question about it. But right now, more importantly, we're talking to a young Jan in here, Seattle uh, grew up in the beautiful Seattle area, but now in Chicago, rooting for the Seahawks. And by the way, speaking of your favorite player, Janet Mosi Tatufu, suffered an injury. Do we know is he good to go for Sunday's game? Um, right now, he we're still waiting for him to get cleared. So okay. hopefully, they'll do the announcement today. What, what was the injury? Um, he had a concussion against uh, Julius uh, Peppers. Not a problem. Tape it up. He's okay. To just tape it up. 
Yeah, they'll, they'll give him a shot in the fine. back of his neck. He'll be fine, Janet. <laughs> sure, they'll send him out there. We're kidding about that, Janet. We just, we just somehow find it amusing with, you know, NFL fans. You know, he's got a shoulder separation. Nah, don't worry about it. Pop it back into place, tape him up, get him out on the field. No, concussions are nothing to kid about, hopefully. And I'm saying this is a Bear fan. I hope to Tufu, and uh, they got one other injured player, too. I forget who it is, but I hope they're at full strength so we can see the Seahawk and the Bear go at it at full strength. Now, Janet, you have uh, a ticket potentially available and talk about the fundraiser you're doing for the American Cancer Society, one of our favorite charitable organizations. All right, so this evening from 930 to 1230, mm-hmm. uh, we are selling $35 wristbands so you can drink all you can drink three hours at Roadhouse 66 in Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. And um, so as soon as I saw that Green Bay lost, I knew that Seahawks were going to come here. I bought two tickets, not knowing who was going to be the other person taking wow. the ticket. So now I uh, I have an extra ticket, and I'm going to raffle it off tonight mm-hmm. at the event. It'll be twenty dollars to participate in a raffle, and it's in the in section one hundred five, uh, row eight. Wow! So well, those are good seats. Twenty bucks if you wow. win. You're so close. Those are so close. You might have to call a couple defensive blitzes. <laughs> I mean, that, that's almost that's outstanding. So. The ticket that you you got two, you're going. I'm going. And whoever bids, and I'm assuming the money will go to American Cancer Society. The high yes. bidder gets to go with you. Yes. It's outstanding. And all the money goes to the American Cancer Society. Big dog. Knowing some of our listeners, are you worried about the general health and safety of young Janet? If one of our listeners actually <laughs> wins the bid. Yeah, yeah. There there might be like a Glenn from Streamwood <laughs> or a Cinemax Cindy who buys like a hundred tickets from you tonight, Janice. So you oh, might boy. you might want to take protection with you. Yeah. And if I, I mean like a security guard, yeah. that type of thing. If protection. a guy named Umpire Don bids two thousand uh, dollars, Janet, uh, don't don't take the money. It's not good. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. So the Roadhouse uh in Wrigleyville. Yep. 66. 66, 9.30 to 12.30 tonight. It'll be open bidding. And I would think a few cocktails before the bidding might, uh, how do I gently put this, help the cause for the American Cancer Society? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, That's you figure excellent. if it's 35 bucks all you can drink, and usually everybody tips like a like a, a dollar a drink, so mm-hmm. most people are only going to spend 50 bucks at the most, hopefully. Yep. And usually people spend like $100, $200 when they go out. They probably have a couple extra 20s to throw into the, into the raffle bin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, the Roadhouse is such a cool place. I've actually paid $35 just for the wristband. Not even on free drinking night, Big Dog, just to wear that Roadhouse 66 wristband around. That's worth, <laughs> that's worth the price of admission right there. Wow. Free cocktails. So we do have to uh, put a reminder in to um, drive responsibly, drink responsibly, and have a um, – designated driver if you're going to because it's an open cocktail hour from 9 30 to 12 30 with one of those valued wristbands right yeah beautiful well the the red line right there at belmont because it's 3330 north clark so the the belmont street red line is right there coach there's no reason for anybody to be driving to mm-hmm. or from this event yep well the red line only goes north and south so if you live in the west suburbs you know getting on the red line is not going to help Come stay with me at my apartment. It's fine. I I have plenty of floor space available. Janet, we got enough sickos already that are going to bid for those tickets. We (laughs) we don't want to encourage the uh, the wackos out there. Please. Please. Big Dog, are you going to be providing security at this event? Uh, I'll be more than happy to, Coach. I'll be patting everybody down like it's a TSA event. (laughs) Just make sure that's all you provide, okay? Yes. Now, now, Janet, have you ever... uh, 
have you ever actually gone down to pregame at Soldier Field? Are you planning on doing that, or are you just going to show up at like 11.30 and watch the game? Or are you going to grill out and actually have some fun on, on Sunday morning? Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to go to some tailgating. I'm going to look up because the Seahawks actually come in today, so most of the fans come in today. I'll see what's going on, and mm-hmm. I'm going to join in on the fun. And whoever gets the raffle, they can join me, join with me, and celebrate with the Seahawks, or they can go on the Bears' side. It's fine, too. Well, by the way, to everybody, the Seahawks are staying at the Westin. Make sure you stay outside <laughs> of the Westin and keep those guys up all Saturday night. You're not encouraging phone calls to the different rooms at the Westin, are you? I absolutely am. And by the way, Matt Hasselbeck, his uh, his, his like secret name, yeah, is is the intercepted. That's his that's his secret. So just look, ask for the intercepted. <laughs> oh, Joel, you're gonna get. <laughs> that's not okay. Oh, good. All right. So now we we, we got to be careful because their Seattle fans might be showing up at this bar and bidding for that ticket. Big dog, we got to make sure that whoever goes with Janet. And again, great contribution, American Cancer Society, whatever the ticket goes for. The beauty of it is it's going for a good cause. But big dog, we got to make sure it's a Bear fan, not a Seattle fan, that sits next to the lovely Janet. No, yeah, I could care less about that. I just what? want them to make money. To be honest with you, actually, if you want, I, I've joked around. Now Janet was the one that said, if you want to, she was the one that during the co-ed football games was the best player in the league, and I'm including all the men in oh, this too, coach. That's right, Janet. I've forgotten the uh, we spent. 45 minutes out of uh, yesterday's show, out of our one-hour show, talking about you. What? I for- well, we're at 35 minutes. But uh, <laughs> I forgot in your bio, which I have read over like 13 times in the last uh, 24 hours, you were one of the stars in the Women's Lingerie League for which team again? Uh, well, I was playing for the Seattle Mets, but I had only practiced with them because they needed more mm-hmm. players during the season. Mm-hmm. They were injured. Okay. So I hopped on to the team, practiced with them. And then um, didn't get to play a game, but mm-hmm. I, because I had to move out here, um, I couldn't play for the Seattle Miss this season. And was mm-hmm. trying to get on the Chicago Bliss, right. but then that was also midway through the season. I, I got to throw some kudos out to my uh, women's pro football team here in Chicago, the Chicago Force. The Blitz play in the lingerie league. There's actually a women's professional football league, Janet. Um, and the team in Chicago's uh, won a couple of Super Bowls, the Chicago Force. So if we have any Force fans out there listening, i got to throw some kudos out to them as well. All right, I'm trying so, to convince Janet to go play for that team, to be honest, Coach. I'd love it. I think she could. She could definitely be a running back or a receiver. They force. need one. they got a great quarterback in Sammy Grisafe. We need a speed. If Janet, if you got some wheels, if you can turn the corner, we need a speed running back. We'd love to have you play for the Chicago Force. Well, Joel can tell you how tiny I am. I don't know if I can play for a – a full force type team. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got yeah, good she, blockers. They'll, they'll put yeah, some coach, big. She's four foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. Not a but problem. She does have athletic ability though, so that's Not good. No problem. If she can run, we'll take her on the team. All right. So Janet, uh, again, thank you so much for joining. How did you get connected with the American Cancer Society? How did that connection happen? Uh, I'm actually on the associate board of ambassadors for mm-hmm. for ACS and um, Boeing does a lot of work. Our CEO is the Board of Ambassadors for the American Cancer Society. So that's how I'm connected because I work here at Boeing. I'm supporting them, helping them to raise money for the Discovery Ball, which is held in April, mm-hmm. and then the Skyline Soiree, which is for young professionals, which is what I'm a, uh, on the serving on the board for, and that's going to be in July. Excellent. Excellent. Well, above and beyond all the fun and games, we thank you for doing great Work for the American Cancer Society, 9.30 to 12.30 tonight, Route 66 in Wrigleyville. Uh, come see Janet, bid on the tickets, have a good time. 35 bucks for the wristband should be a lot of fun. Big Dog, will you be there? 
Uh, I, I wish I could, Coach. You'll be but, there in uh, spirit. Yes, I will definitely be there in spirit. All right, beautiful. <laughs> Janet, All right, thanks, gentlemen. thank you so much, and uh, we'll go Seahawks, okay? Woo! All right, bye, y'all. <laughs> Later, Janet. I'm trying to be nice to our guests. I'm trying to be hospitable. She's coming I mean, on trying to raise money, you know, go see y'all. She's a pretty nice lady, but she's not yeah. that nice, Coach. Mose Tatupu. Is he going to play? Yeah, that, yeah. Mose, Tatupu, Mose Tatupu's little son. And yeah, by the way, Mose Tatupu passed away in 2010. What? Yeah, Lofa's dad, Mose, Mose Tatupu, oh, died. Okay. Here. Who's the Seattle Seahawk? Lofa? Lofa Tatupu is, okay. uh, he's a middle linebacker, which Moise okay. Tatupu should have been a middle linebacker too. He was the best really? blocking fullback possibly ever. Moise passed away? Yeah, what, passed away. Who did he play for? The Charger? He played for the Patriots. Hmm. And he's uh, like legitimately, he was like the first Samoan. I don't know if he was the first, but he was definitely the first mm-hmm. like big name Samoan. And then because of him, like colleges started going out to uh, the island and just finding kids that uh, mm-hmm. were educated enough and bringing them over to the United States and mm-hmm. putting them in football pads, and there, that's no joke. There's been uh, more than a couple of Tatupus that have played in the NFL, right? Yeah, I'm sure there have been, yeah. but Tatupu in Samoa is kind of like Smith. Okay. So I, I don't know if they were all related to Moise, mm-hmm. but uh, Lofa is definitely Moise's, okay. Moise's son. Yeah, so. I thought Tatupu in Samoa, and I always thought it meant hit heart. Because every yeah, Tatupu I've every ever Samoan seen, they're not word. particularly big, but boy, do they hit. Yeah, like uh, with every Samoan word, it either means crush you, hit yep. hard, smash you, yep. stuff like that. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with the big dog and the coach, we break down NFL football all the time. One of our probably our most consistent and truest theories is the team with the most angry Samoans typically will win the game. Yeah, because there's not a lot of angry Samoans. They're normal, gentle, very happy people. I don't know about that. But the ones that are angry, those are the ones you definitely want on your squad. Okay. <laughs> 888-463-6748. Football Friday, folks. Dial it up. Talk some NFL football. we got four great games. We're going to go over them now. And we will make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. Maybe David Olson with your permission. Because, again, David scripts out everything we say on the show. So, Janet, if you're still listening, if you were insulted by something I said, just blame producer David Olson. I was reading his notes. Can we go over, like, each game and then we'll make our – instead of one person making all four picks, we'll make our picks on each game? I think that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Okay. Translated, if I could translate, that sounds like a good plan from David Olson, uh, Joel. I really don't care. I wasn't listening. I think that's what <laughs> – He's watching something up on a screen, and I guarantee it's not our show. Okay. Uh, so the first game we mentioned, Saturday, 3.30, Baltimore-Pittsburgh – Big dog, you broke it down. You said it's going to be close. Now the point spread is Pitt two and a half. Oh, it's all the way down to Pittsburgh and two and a half. I believe it's so. uh, it's up to three. Up to three. Okay. It's up to three. Three. All right. Okay. Dog, make your pick. Uh, just for the simple fact that I hate rooting against Heinz Ward because he's without a doubt my favorite player in the NFL outside of uh, him and Peyton Manning that aren't Bears. But I, I'm going to take the points in this game. It only makes sense because it's. This is going to go down to the last drive, so I'll be more than happy to take the plus three with the Ravens. Okay. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Beat the Schmoes. You want to join in on the fun? Try to beat the Schmoes. 888-463-6748. Three-point ball. Pitt should be a great game. I like Pittsburgh as well. Uh, Joel, you picked Baltimore, right? I picked Baltimore, yep. Oh, so you're sorry. taking Pitt? I'm taking Pittsburgh right. in that. I'm taking Pittsburgh. David is taking the Steelers, and I'm going with uh, Baltimore as well, except I don't think it's going to be close. 
I think the Ravens pull away in the second half. I think the Steelers lay an egg. I'm picking uh, Baltimore maybe by 13, 16 points. Wow. Wow. And probably, to be fair, that's based on the fact I've watched the Ravens a couple of times. And to be honest with you, Big Dong, I don't know if it's my TV schedule or what, I've seen hardly any Pittsburgh Steelers football all year. So Then you must not watch any football because the Steelers are on more than pretty much I, any team in football besides the Patriots. Well, what can I tell you? I watched the Bears on Sunday, highlights of the other games, and uh, just, you know, I just don't. You know, everybody, I just want to throw this out there, Coach. Everybody talks about who's the best quarterback left, who's the best quarterback left. You know who the best running back is left in the playoffs right now? Richard right. Mendenhall. We're so, loyal to you, Illinois. It's true, Coach. We're orange and blue. All right. I, Richard had a great season. I know that. Phenomenal season. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll see how the Steelers do. It should be a heck of a ball game. Game two, Saturday night. I'm looking forward to this one. Green Bay on the road. <laughs> Indoors against the Atlanta Falcon point spread. I had was a two and a half. For Atlanta, David Olson, thumbs up. Big dog, pack at Atlanta. Did we lose the big dog? Oh, no, I thought you said David Olson. My fault. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta minus the two and a half. Everybody, right now, all I'm going to say is the Green Bay Packers' uh, legs are weak because everybody's been you-know-what to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Green Bay, they're unbelievable, the best six seed ever, blah, blah, blah. This is uh, this is the week that they get their lunch money stole from them, Coach. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a reason why Atlanta is the number one seed, because they're the best team in the NFC. They're going to punch Green Bay in the mouth. Okay, if there's any game that's you – no, know, Green Bay has never trailed this whole season by more than seven points. The final score will be by more than seven points. It's going to be ironic that mm-hmm. their, their game, the last game of the season ends with them losing by more than seven. By the way, the Atlanta Falcons uh, also led by another Chicago-area running back uh, who's made good in the NFL, and that's uh, Michael DeBerner Turner from North Chicago High School. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Seriously, mm-hmm. he's uh, three and a half yards in a rug burn down there yeah. at uh, in Atlanta, Coach. <laughs> he's, he's one of those guys, you know, he's not going to break it for an 80-yard gain, but seriously, all day long, the Falcons will be in uh, mm-hmm. second and five and third and two, which means that Matt Ryan... Matt Ryan with a short distance to go is one heck of a quarterback coach. Yep. Yep. He's solid, mistake-free, uh, if not spectacular, extremely solid. Very, very accurate. Like him a lot. By the way, quick side note before David Olson makes his pick. If you're keeping score home, big dog, our lead schmo, picking the Atlanta Falcons to out-physical the Green Bay Packers. Quick side note on Michael the burner Turner, just to show you how breaks can mean everything. He was a backup, a backup running back at Northern Illinois University. Not getting his opportunity. We're talking about one of the top ten running backs in the NFL right now. He was a backup. And if you remember back, big dog, Thomas Hammock, I believe is the young man's name. Yes, yes. Star running back. He what? He played for the Cowboys. Nope. Thomas Hammock did get a shot at the Cowboys. Uh, I thought he was a star running back for Northern Illinois University. Mm -hmm. He came up with a heart ailment. They, they They discovered a heart murmur, whatever the doctors told him. Too dangerous. He had to quit and retire from football. He's in coaching now. But when Hammock lost his uh, position because of the heart ailment, Michael the Burner Turner came in and became a star at Northern. So just as a sideline, it shows you sometimes there are players out there that just need an opportunity. Uh, tell me about it, Coach. Yep. <laughs> That's what I always tell people all the time. Never got my shot. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah, it's true. You're, you and Michael the Burner Turner have a lot in common. All right, David Olson, game two. I like the Falcons, and uh, I think it's going to be a blowout, too. I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to hang with them. Mm -hmm. All right. I will take the uh, Green Bay Packers.
Take the Green Bay Packers. I do worry about the physicality of the game up front, but uh, I think the Packers' skill position player love their defensive backfield. I think they're going to find a way to disrupt Mass Ryan. I'll take the Green Bay Packers. Game three, Sunday at 12 o'clock. For me, it'll be on tape at four. But big deal on the Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. I've gone back and forth on this game. More importantly, our lead schmo, Joel Radwanski. What's your pick? Oh, this point spread. What do we got, nine? Yeah, what is ten. it? Ten. Wow. It's ten. A lot of love yeah, for the Bears. And you, you got to love the fact that uh, Seattle has such a difficult season, and they, they've been able to turn it around. they played really good football. And what counts as a playoff game against the, the Rams and then a playoff game against the Saints. So I, I do think it comes to an end here, and I do think the Bears win 27-10. to 10. And I would definitely have picked the Seahawks, even if the situation was exactly the same, if the Bears did not lose to the Seahawks already earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears play much better with a chip on their shoulder. So I, I am going to take the beloved Bears this week, minus the 10 points. I know okay. it's a lot, but I'm taking Very good. David Olson, just as a uh, reminder, a chip on the shoulder indicates wood higher up. Thank you very much. It's very deep. Uh, very deep. Bears, Seattle, David Olson, longtime Bears fan, but also as a producer, extremely objective. He's able to analyze without letting his love for a team get in the way. I think the Bears will win, but not by 10. Woo! I will, I, I, so I'm picking the Seahawks. Uh, the bears, the bears, the bears do not blow people out. That stretch in the middle of the season where they blew out the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Panthers. But other than that, every single game this season has been very, very close. They don't blow teams out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think just because it's a postseason, it's going to be any different. I do think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a lot tighter than 10. All right. 10 points, a little too rich. All right, there you go. David Olson, producer extraordinaire, a man who has turned out one and two picks on a regular basis this year. <laughs> Last week, though, uh, D- uh, Joel, he did turn the tide a little bit. He three went and one? One and three. One and three. Yeah, that's right. We had the same pick last week. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to agree with David. I'm going to pick Seattle. Went back and forth on this game. Bottom line is, I don't care what their record is. 11-5, and five, they fitted. The Bears aren't that good. I got no confidence in the Bears, particularly at the quarterback position. You know I'm not a Jay Cutler fan. I think he finds a way to mess up, Big Dog. The attitude, the laziness of a Jay Cutler will cost the Bears. I'm taking Seattle, and I'll take every one of those 10 points. Thank you very much. Well, uh, are you saying that Seattle's going to win the game, Coach? Yes. You're but saying I'm... Seattle's going to win the game? Yep. But the Bears are knocked out by an 8-9 team. So there's going to be a 9-9 and team in the NFC Championship game. Yes. And which means that you're also saying that a 9-9 and team is going to be hosting the NFC Championship game because you're saying the Packers are beating the Falcons is what you're saying to me right now. Now, why would, uh, why would Seattle host against Green Bay? Because the way the NFL has it set up, a 7-9 and division winning Seattle team is ranked higher than a 10-6 uh, and wild card wow. Green Bay team. So if Green Bay beats Atlanta, like you say, and uh-huh. Seattle beats the Bears, like you say, uh, Jan is going to have to get in a uh-huh. plane and fly back to Seattle to watch her Seahawks play the host the Packers wow. in the NFC Championship. Uh, so safe to say Roger Goodell and the fine compatriots at the uh, administrative the offices Bears. of the NFL are not rooting for Seattle. They're rooting for the Bears. You're okay. saying right they are. <laughs> so okay. That's the last thing they want uh-huh. right now because uh, – First of all, they, I can go on and on about that, but you know I want them to do away with the way it's set up right now. All right. Well, I'm, I'm taking Seattle based on uh, the coaching of Lovey Smith and the quarterbacking of Jay Cutler. I'm going to take Seattle. All right. Game four. 
Game four, 3.30 Sunday. Hopefully you still got a little endurance left. This one could be a good one. Jets at New England again, one of the finest schmoes I've ever known, Mr. Joel Radwanski. Uh, right here, I, I love this game. Is it eight and a half, David Olson? That's what I got. Eight and okay. a half. Uh, lay the points. The Patriots are so superior. I can care less. Oh, yeah, they, they won 45-3, to three and the Jets want to actually win, and they're going to whatever. That's not going to make any difference. Uh, Patriots, they're rested. The Jets are a little beat up. The, they're so much superior. And, by the way, the Jets' best offensive player, Damian Woody, the right tackle, out. Uh-oh. That's going to be a huge blow to that offensive line. Uh, the Patriots will win this game. Uh, 38 to 14. Okay. Very confident, confident pick by the big dog, New England, the dominant team in the NFL this year. Over the New York Jets, you never know what you're going to get from the Jets. David Olson, your pick. I agree with the big dog right down the line. New England is like the, the class of the NFL. Okay. Jets can't mm-hmm. hang with them. Right, so you guys have only differed on one pick. I'm going to, uh, and I'm not just going this contrary, and I got it marked down right here. I'll take the Jets. Not sure why. Defies analysis more on hunch, more on feel, but uh, I think the Jets keep it close. Not sure if they win the game, but eight and a half, I'll take it. I'll take it. It might be a Tom Brady drive late in the game. Big dog, I'm going to take the New York Jets. Okay, you know, so, I, I, so, dog, I, I, you I, and me disagreed on three of the four games. That's good. That's definitely good. I appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, I'm having a career year this year. There's two ways of thinking of it. I'm hot. This is my year. It's going to continue. The other way, probably the more accurate way, quite frankly, is that I've been living on borrowed time, and I'm going to come back down to earth this week. I do believe that's what happened to you this particular weekend, Coach. Okay. I, I'm, I'm telling you straight up, in the history of the NFL, what always happens is in the wild card weekend, there's great games, and you take the underdog. Mm-hmm. And in the divisional round, those teams that showed so much spunk and so much fervor in the wild card round, they play in the divisional rounds, and they're usually getting like 8 to 14 points. And you're like, well, they'll keep it close. And then you realize there's a reason why those teams had higher seeds. There's a reason why those teams are playing at home. And there's a reason why having rest in football really helped. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm serious, Coach. I, I feel so good about all these picks this week, especially the Bears and the Jets and the Falcons pick. Okay. I feel great about them. And it's funny, everybody else is loving the Packers. And, you know, once the game starts, once the, the ball is kicked off and they start watching, they're going to remember all that stuff that I just said to you. All right, again, big dog picking Baltimore over Pitt, Atlanta. Confidently over Green Bay, the Bears over Seattle, and New England to squish the New York Jet. The picks are in. You want to make your picks the so best thing to do right now, do it via email. You, too, can participate and beat the schmoes. Email your picks into Mike, too. Guys, AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Big dog, too bad. Too bad you were not in the studio today because, uh, you know, there's plenty of room underneath this poncho. You and me could have done the show together, if you know what I mean. Uh, Coach, I would have loved to do that. I need to be held. I need a hug. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? At full speed. <laughs> By the way, the Cup Convention starts today. I know you're a big Chicago Cub fan. Uh, plenty of tickets still available. Any chance a young and they're still very eligible, by the way, Joel Radwanski, any chance you'll be uh, visiting the Cub Convention this weekend? Uh, no doubt, Coach. There's, I have to, I have to build my largest group of fans, which we all know are 28 year old male virgins. <laughs> and, uh, to be quite honest with you, you'll never see more 28 year old male virgins than at a Star Trek convention, at a gamers convention, or at a Cubs convention. Those three. And you can just wrap it all into one. Yeah. You know, you'll have guys dressed up as, uh, 
as Captain Lou Pinella. I know Mike Quaddy took over, but you know they'll have people there and they'll, they'll be holding like a Star Wars lightsaber. Yeah, and uh, and then they'll have a Sammy Sosa cape on. Yeah. they're all wrapped up in the one. Yeah, and I remember the last time they were with a woman, they'll say my mother. <laughs> last year, the uh, guy who dressed up as Aramis Ramirez with the uh, Leonard Nimoy ears—that was really a weird look. Yeah, it was. It was pretty fitting though when he saw the line to get an autograph uh, for Cub Middle infielder Mike Spontanot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he he basically just took his time. He walked yep. over there really slowly, and about 10 people got in line in yep. front of him. I couldn't go and to he sleep. he said that he pulled his hamstring while going over there. It was, it was fitting. <laughs> I had trouble getting to sleep last night knowing the Cup Convention is today, and I basically got a couple hours of sleep, but I kept tossing and turning trying to decide if uh, Jeff Baker or Blake DeWitt should be our starting second baseman next year. Oh, I always forget about Blake DeWitt, Coach. You should never forget, forget about, about Blake DeWitt. My wife you know, has not been... forgotten about Blake DeWitt. I have been blogging, and Coach, believe this or not, I don't want to, I don't want to wreck anything, but uh, I'm up for a job with a, a certain league that is major that has something to do with baseball. Wow. And it would be out of New York, and uh, so they want to know if I could write whatsoever. And I, I sent them some erotic fiction on accident, Coach, but I think that might have helped me get the job. But I've been blogging on the Chicago Cubs and Major League Baseball lately, so I got to figure out how to. Can we put this up on the two guys in a mic site or something like that? We got to figure out how to do this. So. All right. Well, we got all weekend to figure it out. Big dog, enjoy the football. Uh, watch the Roethlisberger. Don't get indigestion. We'll talk to you on Monday and recap how I went four zero on my beat the Schmo picks. Okay. Sounds good, Coach. Have a great yeah, weekend, nice. everybody. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job. Talkzone.com. Two guys in a mic signing off. Thanks so much for listening.